I said to Jordan, I'd, um, I didn't realise how hot I'd be in here. <laughs> you have created the base of the greenhouse. My little plastic cage. So right. come the winter, come the summer, I think I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to rethink this. But, I mean, come the yeah. winter, you won't need heating. It's like off to the cage. True, I'll just get in my little, just get in my little <laughs> cage. Just get in my box. Hello, and welcome to Pisces. We're playing the Delta Green campaign, Impossible Landscapes, by Dennis Detweiler, adapted to be set in the UK. My name is Rich, and I'm the handler. My players are Jordan as Working Agent Nero, and Ed as Working Agent Gonzo. Please be aware, Delta Green games contain uncomfortable topics, including graphic violence, and depictions of mental illness. Let's begin. Okay. Before we start back up properly, I would like to know, Ed, if you'd like to go first, what you think is going on and what you think your agent might be thinking at the moment uh i think he's thinking he's probably gonna die soon um he's trying to hold it together <laughs> this is it <laughs> and uh, doesn't seem like there's a way out thank god he's not claustrophobic uh and he's just sort of descending a little bit but his sand, sand rolls are pretty strong so i'm gonna say he's holding it together but you know he's hanging on by his fingernails and what do you think is going on? Uh, I, I think, I mean, I guess he would think at the same time. Uh, we're being led to this, to this, uh, this theatre room. This is it the dining room. It's the masquerade, isn't it? Um, to essentially to be murdered. It's <laughs> kind of where I'm going. <laughs> he thinks he's, he's going to go there, and the king. He doesn't know what the king is. He thinks it's uh, the child. He thinks it's the monkey for some reason. Um, mm. but yeah nothing good is going to come from that but he knows that so far it's the only way forward the child clown yeah potentially a monkey might be king uh, you've heard about a, you've heard about a ballroom the ballroom that's it a couple of times it's not it's not particularly a dining room you've heard about a ballroom a couple of times oh yeah come to dine that's what threw me off but um yep yep yeah that's him that's him in the terrified nutshell. What about you, Jordan? You also said to me that you've um, noticed a few more connections from looking at old evidence. Yeah, well, um, while reading through my notes, I see a, quite a strong connection between the story of Maud um, and the agents. Yeah, Maud, she is... Um, she could become lost in an unnamed city, much like we are. Maud enters the ironworks where she meets an old man in a, uh, named Ambrose. He fashions her a clockwork mask. You've mentioned that the last sort of automaton, uh, uh, I would say creature, but device, gave us this um, letter addressed to Ian uh, Frederick de Craig. Um, the story goes on to say that she then goes to a masquerade ball where she is pursued by a strange strange prince wearing a half a gold uh, in gold wearing a half white mask <clears throat> similar to the painting that we found in the basement and also mm-hmm similar to the description of the architect's son. Sorry, the architect. Yeah, the architect's son. Um, the architect was Asa Darabondi. You might be thinking of Henry Lundeen, who was the owner of the McAllister building. That's the one. Yes. He was found dead at the, at the stairs to the roof. In, in plastic robes. Yeah, plastic robes, wearing a mask. Wearing a mask. Um, his son also uh, killed uh, hung himself. himself. 
hung himself in the ballroom. Mm. So I, I'm seeing connections here um, mm. between what was and what what was in the past and what is in this, uh, let's call it an alternate place. Um, so I guess that Nero thinks that perhaps there is a a connection that is corrupting people into believing I don't know maybe even along the lines of a god complex and this prince this masked prince is someone who you could become with power okay or Not he's going to eat our souls and we'll just die horribly. Well, let's not <laughs> narrow, let's not say that both things can't happen at once. <laughs> <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time, Jordan. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, what did you um, What did you find last time? Oh, what didn't we find? <laughs> so in the bookshelf, we found the story of Maud and her little um, book. And a little mm. uh, get lost in the city. We also found the uh, the French book, Le Roy en Jean. How was that? I can't speak French, so what was it? Uh, uh, Le Roy en Jean, the King in Yellow. Yeah, the King in Yellow, um, which we didn't have time to translate, did we? Or not translate? Uh, get much of an idea? You decided not to read it. No, it skimmed through, but it would take it would take about an hour to read it properly. So. Maud goes to the mass ball was like a kid's book, so you could flip through it in a couple of minutes. <laughs> that took us an hour to read as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one, this one will take a little longer. Yeah, it also has the the strange symbol on the front. Yeah. Man. What else did we find? We found that um, uh, Michael Whitmer, or at least they said they were Michael Whitmer. Michael Whitwer. Whitmer, sorry. Whitwer. Whitwer. In a room, who was uh, then the devoured? The yeah, or at least had a um, a ticket from the future, and he was what devoured by light, essentially. The floor yeah. opened up, and he it, it, yeah. it, the table retracted down into it. The pale mm. face of empty eye sockets. Yeah, was was looking up, and then the doors slammed shut. Or some doors in the floor like slammed shut, and you could see no more. How have neither of us gone like catatonic here? <laughs> Adrenaline. Those sand rolls are really fucking holding us together. Um, and then we, um, then we came across a a well dressed nineteen uh, gentleman dressed in nineteen forties gear, who then, as he walked by us, is this right that he his appearance changed as if he was um, a hanged person oh, and then he man. went the off the ground. Sun. The sun was mm. hanged him. Yeah, uh, that's it. And he says, the ballroom, what did you want to show me? Oh, man. And the sun was hanging in the ballroom. Yeah. That's something oh. I... That's just clicked. And then, oh, the, then the automaton gave us this... Uh, Invitation. Join us at the palace, a masquerade to celebrate the new king. Come to dine, come to dance. Come. Dun, dun, yes, dun. and then as you, were, as you were reading that, you, at the end of the hallway in the Chi Junction, two men ran across, quickly going out of sight, uh, and then a moment later, three, three figures chase after them, and they're put strange, like, odd-looking gas masks and they have shotguns. And after they cross out of sight, you heard, you heard gunfire. And that's where we stopped. Mm. What would you like to do? Uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a look over and just be like, oh, we need to follow them, don't we? We ain't got to do shit. Um, have you still got that book? I'll fumble around in my jacket pockets and just pull out a small leather-bound book. Before we go in that room, I think we'd better read this book. Find out what we're... what we're heading into. Can I ask you how are you feeling right now on a scale of 
one to a hundred. <laughs> How mentally stable <laughs> do you feel? <laughs> Look, son, if you don't want to read it, that's fine. I'll, I'll take one on the chin. Then I'll, I'll just, I'll sort of just like look at the floor and hand, extend my hand like I want you to read it. Uh, Nero takes it, um, moves away from where the the gunshots were coming from, just sort of around another corner. Um, and as as they're walking away, he says, "There's no shame in this," and he opens up the book, takes in a, a deep breath, and just starts to read. As fast as you can, essentially. Can you roll sanity for me, please? I can. 26 under 60. Oof. Um, so you, you just want to you want to stop and, and, and read this read this book? Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Actually, let me say that with some conviction. Yes, yes I do. I think it's really important. <laughs> Okay. Uh, stand by. And Rich thought there wasn't any curveballs. No, I just wanted to make sure I got the right bit. And they all lived happily ever after, and everyone went back to London. That's <laughs> what's going to happen. And we get to grab the linseed oil and burn down the building. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Jordan, you crack open this... Sorry, Nero, you crack open this book. Um, as you're reading it, um, you, you, you're overtaken by this sense that you, you just need to keep on reading and reading and reading and reading and you can't, you can't put it down. You wanted to read it anyway, which is fine. Cool. So the King in Yellow begins as a story about the members of the royal family of a city or land named Yatil on the eve of an invasion, but also a great masquerade where it is rumoured slash foretold that the realm's new king will arrive. The Yatilian royalty seems strangely preoccupied with the preparations of this party while war encroaches on their city. This part of the story uses antiquated language like Shakespearean English as part of the effort set stage. Yatil has two suns, two moons and black stars hanging in the sky. Mentions of stars in constellations like Aldebaran and the Hyades in the play suggest that the location of the play may not be on Earth. There is also a great lake at the centre of the city, the Lake Harley. The first act of the play ends at the Royal Masquerade, where the clocks strike midnight and all guests must shed their disguises. Only the stranger refuses to shed his mask. When Casilda and Camilla challenge him to unmask, the stranger declares that he wears no mask. The second act is a descent into madness as the King in Yellow envelops the masquerade and Yatil into his realm of Carcosa. Outside, Yatil is destroyed, but in the King's realm it will live forever. In Carcosa, time is meaningless, and the play shows that the King arranging the history of the guests of the masquerade so they all end up here, at the masquerade, no matter when or where they are from. Many characters seem to be from the future or alternate times. Some struggle against the King but are drawn to the masquerade against their will or with the intent to kill the King. Characters and locations introduced, introduced here include Aldones, Castellan, Nautalba, Thale, Uot, the author, the dog, the fortune teller and the child, uh, amongst others, like Camilla and Cahillo and stuff. The play culminates with an assortment of bizarre stage directions such as Open the King, Bring on the Guests in the Audience, Exunt the Mirror, Begin the Production. And so we come to our end of sorts, a play that contains multitudes, all who died, all who live, all who yet shall, upon this stage with us forever. End. The lingering cessation of this dizzying barrage is a sense that the King in Yellow is a commentary on the theatre and stage plays in general, or maybe an artistic expression as a whole. There is a sense that the vast amount of unconnected and confusing scenes in the final acts of the play could easily accommodate anything you need to. It's a comforting feeling. Uh, a particular phrase stands out to you, Agent Nero. Do you have any idea what it might be? There is a great lake at the centre of the city. No, in the in the text itself, it's smooth as the hand that makes the world, and steady as the mind that grasps it. Fuck. That jumps out to you. Let's just do something real quick. 
Just rolling a dice, nothing for you to worry about. Never is. <laughs> you gain 5% to your unnatural skill. Mm-hmm. And you can gain plus 5% in, in any one art skill. Oh, okay. Um, I don't have any, so I will just say literature. Yeah, is d- that right? whatever you like. Yeah. Agent Gonzo, what are you doing while he's reading this? He becomes so engrossed in this that he just stops responding to you. And it's about an and hour, just sits right? on the floor and reads it. Sorry? About an hour? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to start by just, like, sort of sitting and just, like, watching him really concerned. But as it continues, he's fine. I'm just going to... I'll get a bit bored and just like sort of just sit there, do a bit of a bit of thinking about what the fuck am I doing in my life in this place. And then I'm just gonna get up and just start. <laughs> I'm just like shaking door handles and just saying, okay, maybe, maybe I don't need to follow the crazy shotgun people. Maybe one of these doors is gonna get me out. And I'm just gonna go start trying doors in the hallway. But I'm not gonna wander too far because I want to keep a keep Nero just roughly in sight, or at least know that I can just turn around and see him if needs be. Okay. You go down the hallway trying doors and none um, none are open. They're all kind of locked. You turn around to go to the door like opposite you when you're halfway down or something. And instead of a door, there's a there's a tiny little a tiny little window at eye height. It's like a small little aperture, only big enough for one person to see through. And you think there might be some kind of something on the other side. Okay, can I, can I just... I'm just going to like close my eyes, take a deep breath, like, and just like lean forwards to try and look through it, and then open my eyes, look through it. On the other side, you see... It's like a couple asleep in a cosy bedroom. It's a nice little double bed. Uh, you can't really tell where it is, but it's almost lit like how they light sitcoms or TV shows, you know, when they turn the lights off, they just turn, like, a blue light on so you can see everything. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I know that you kind mean. of lighting. So you can see the two the two, the two, two uh, in bed. They're like a middle-aged, middle-aged couple. Uh, and as you're watching, the woman, um, she, like, starts, wriggles round in bed for a few seconds before she sits bolt upright, her eyes, like, wide in horror... The man, like, disturbed by the movement, he wakes, he wakes sleepily and asks, like, a muffled, unheard question. And then the woman screams, Tom, he's coming for my baby, stop him! And then she, like, falls backward, unconscious, boof, onto the bed. And a red curtain then drops in front of the window, boof, obscuring your vision. Can you roll sanity for me, please? <laughs> 78 over 57. Okay. Um, when you turn around, a door in front of you on the opposite side of the corridor just a opens just a little crack and you can see like golden light underneath it. Okay. Uh, and I look back at Nero and what's Nero doing at this point? How is he's re- really intently reading the play? How far through is he? How long has it been? Uh, it's been about 20 minutes. Okay. I'm just gonna sort of like walk one step across the hallway towards the door and like reach my hand out shaking. And just, I'm not gonna lean in, but I'm just gonna push the door open so I can see into the room. Okay. The first thing you notice running across the floor to your feet is uh, like a small black cable and you follow it and it goes across the room till it reaches an easel an easel with a painting on um, but it's faced the opposite way from you uh, the, 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 the wire goes underneath and you can see there's someone sitting on the other side of the easel painting oh, okay I'll, um, I'm just gonna like clear my throat but <clears throat> hello y- you you there painting <laughs> I say you there painting there's no response uh, a bit louder but Hello. Still no response. I know. I've just got to feel around in my pockets. Just for like anything that is loose or small. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything that we, that we that we would have been given. 
I'll tell you you've got some change, sure. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll just take a, a single coin, something of size, like a 2p, and I'm just going to, like, overarm throw it at the, ca- the back of the canvas. <laughs> it clangs on the opposite side of the room. It sails over the easel. And the person who's painting leans round. And it's Thomas Manuel. It's Thomas Manuel. Bye-bye. From McCaster Building. Yeah. And he has two headphones in. And he nods at you and kind of waves you in. Oh, no. I'm, I'm going to gesture like with my hands, like take his headphones out. He takes one out. Oh, hello. Thomas, is that... Is that you? Yep. It's good to see you again. Hi. What are you doing in here? Uh, I'm painting. And you do you know where here is? Here? Yeah, we're in the McCannister building. How? I mean, we're upstairs, but... How do we get out of here? How do you get out? Um... You just find the way, can't you? The way keeps... When I leave, I just I just feel like I, I, I want to leave. I don't really ever want to leave, but when I have to, I just think about leaving and then I leave. Do you think you can show me how? Uh, I can't really. I'm kind of busy. Hey, have you seen this? Have you seen my great work? And he motions you over to look at the easel. Maybe you should just show me from there. (laughs) Is it scared of? Everything. (laughs) (laughs) It says I can't. Just come over and have a look. Then I'm just going to glance at... I'm going to shoot my head over to Nero, who's still reading, I guess. And then I'm just going to, like, make my hand into a fist and, like... And I'll, I'll step in. Make my hand into a fist. Like an anime, like... Yeah. I'm just, like... Like Pokemon. Finding my might. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll step into the room slowly. Okay. So, so come on over. Look, look, look. No, I'm just going to... I'm going to keep my distance from him, but just, like, walk around as if I'm, like, circling around to the easel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as you lay eyes on it, you 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 realise that it's um it's the sign, it's the symbol, just a massive version of it. He says, "Have you seen it?" I've seen it. Have you seen the yellow sign? What does it mean to you? Oh, it means everything. You get a really intense urge to like share the symbol with the next person you see. Or you have to, like, paint it somewhere, draw it somewhere that someone's going to see it. It really intense urge to do it. That comes over you. I'll, uh, I'll put my hand in my pocket and I'll just trace it on my leg with my finger. And just sort of, like, scratch the no. edge a little bit. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that does not work, my friend. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice try. Yeah. Just trying to, trying to get rid of my ticks. I was, I was looking at him like, I... I get that. Then I'll just go back to staring at the painting for a little bit. Where's your friend? He's uh, he's just reading. What's he reading? I honestly couldn't tell you. Oh. Okay. I'm just gonna. I'll, I'll stop staring at the painting and look at him. But so your your work is each one your greatest. He goes back to painting. Oh no, no. This one is my greatest. Then I'll uh. I just look around the room. I was like, sort of stare at him and just look around, see what I can see. It's pretty much a completely empty room. Apart from in the corner, there's there's a couple of cans of linseed oil with a little note on. Okay, can I walk over to the linseed oil, please? Yep. You want to read the note? Please. It says for Sammy pickup. <laughs> Sammy. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna turn around and be like. Thomas, can I ask you something? Uh-huh. Who is this Sammy? I didn't see him... I didn't see them on any of the, the room names. I think it's a lady. Um, uh, but I'm not too sure. I've never met her. Who keeps buying her all this linseed oil? I don't know. It's just there for her to pick up. So you didn't put this here? No. Do you mind no, if I, I think take she's this? the one that... Sorry? Do you mind if I just uh, just borrow this? 
okay. I'm just Everything going, is for you, though. I'm gonna pick up a tin of linseed oil, like, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna head towards the door. But I think I might go looking for Sammy, but guys, can can just ask one more favor, please, Thomas. What's that? But just when when you go to leave, can you just uh, can you just give me a little shout? Sure. Perfect. Uh, do you want the door shut? Uh, yes, please. You can head towards the door and it is shut. Ah. Can I try and open it? <laughs> yeah, it opens. Oh, sweet God. Um, <laughs> I'll walk through and just, uh, like, I'll, uh, I guess I'll be seeing you then. Okay. Take care. Clearly he doesn't mind I'm not Welsh anymore. And I'll just, uh, I'll close the door. <laughs> I don't think anyone does. <laughs> Especially not the Welsh. Um... Mm. Uh, yeah, I'll, you know, I feel, I feel unusually calm about this and I'm just going to sort of walk back towards Nero and just sit down and just like, well, well done. As you come out of that room, the door shuts behind you and you look down and notice the linseed oil has just disappeared from your hand. Oh. And across the hallway on the opposite, uh, on the opposite wall, there's like a line of photographs that run that run vertically down the wall. Maybe about five or six. Okay, can I, can I wander over and just inspect? Yeah. Uh, they portray an odd array of people staring into the camera. Uh, their faces like blank and staring. And they're all dressed in 1930s garb and they hold odd-shaped bottles of various designs. And there's a single name and a little plaque on the bottom of each photograph. Written in, uh, written in ink with a steady hand. Some of them are H. Lundin is one. A. Darabondi is another. J. Linz is another. E. Mosby. R. Karen. And others. And the last mm. photograph near the floor shows just a bottle sitting on the floor. It doesn't have a picture of the person. But it has written written below it, Michael Bloomfield. But then it's crossed out, and underneath it says Gethin Jones. Huh. You want me to roll sand for that? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yeah, it's got sand. Oh, there, roll off the table. Hang on. Oh, fuck me, I should have re-rolled that. 72 <laughs> over 57. Okay. No sand damage yet? No. <sighs> okay, so I'm a... Uh... I'm freaked out, but I'm also feeling unusually <laughs> calm. Just yeah, you are. Just everything just kind of seems a little bit more relaxed. Yeah, kind of taking things in stride, really. Can I make a comment based on what I'm hearing rather than what Nero is hearing? What you I... can, Nero can't. Yeah, no, no I, and I won't. Yeah. I won't roleplay that either. Um, I think that we haven't taken any sand damage because in this space based on the book that I'm currently reading um, they say the line some struggle against the king but are drawn uh, against their will or intend to kill the king you, you, you arrive when you're in this space you always arrive at the ball the masquerade ball I think when we're here everything's sort of normal that's, a, that's a, my observation at least so you think we can't get hurt until we get to the ball? Uh, I, I personally think we, if we manage to leave this space, that's when reality will hit us. Oh, God. It's going to hit me like a fucking train. <laughs> I could be wrong. I probably am very wrong, but... Hey, it's better hunch than I've got right now. All I know is that I'm uh, feeling pretty fucking chill. Um, do we know, um, or does... Uh... Gonzo no of Michael Bloomfield. Have we heard that name before? Gonzo knows who Michael Bloomfield is. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a name. Name I've not heard for many days. Yeah, so... If Agent I, Nero's kind of come... Sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so will I... If I look around, will I see Nero still there? Yeah. I'm just going to go and basically sit back where I was sat when Nero would have seen me last and just, uh, just sort of stare at the floor for a bit. <laughs> uh, Agent Gonzo's 
coming. Sorry, Agent Nero is is getting towards the end of the book now. He can, he finishes it, um, and near the end, you both start to hear like a band playing, playing a merry tune, coming from down the hallway somewhere. Hmm. Please say that you will hear that as well. I was going to look at you and nod, but yeah. Do you want to say anything about this um, play, Nero? Yeah, I get, essentially I give a breakdown of the first act and the second act. Um, sort of p- plot-wise, there's a lot of waffle. Do I make any connection between this and the uh, Roger Curran's book Night Sea? Um, not particularly, no. No? Okay. Um... Well, this uh, this king in yellow, he um, he has this ball, and everyone takes their mask off. And there's one lad, a stranger, he doesn't take it off, and he declares that he's not wearing a mask. And maybe that's something to do with this painting in that basement with the mirror. Uh, that's what I got from that. And then uh, in this place, Caracosa. Carcosa. Sorry. Time, time, time doesn't make isn't is meaningless. And this king lad, he's he's dragged people around from history to to bring them here, past and future. Maybe that's why that that lad who fell in the the in the hall from MI5. Maybe that's why he's here. Maybe they're trying to recreate this king in yellow. Am I making any sense? I know I'm just bombarding you, but. There's lots of stuff going on, uh, and I feel like we're we're being dragged here, either against or with our will. I think we've got to follow that music. Uh, sort of look at you like I'm taking it all in, but I think uh, I think the only way is forward. I think we need to go to the go to the ball. Oh, I, I saw you you moving around while I was reading. Uh, anything happen? No. (laughs) Would I say anything? I mean, I have no reason to not. Um, Like, yeah, I uh, actually, I think I just, I think I just bumped into into Thomas Manuel from Two B. Hey, what was he doing? Just painting. Nero puts his hands on his head, just like, what the actual fuck? He he was just painting. Yeah. Then I'll uh, I'll point to the front of the book, like just a big canvas with uh, with that on it. Fucking hell. I had a had a moment with some linseed oil as well, but uh, I don't know if that's neither here nor there. Go on. I just uh, I picked it up and tried to leave, but it it wouldn't come come out of the room. Just again, the note saying for Sammy, but it's all just not as worrying as it was a minute ago. The same, the same linseed that was in the basement. I guess linseed is linseed, right? But I don't get why the uh, the king has such a such a love of it. But I mean, I've got nothing else. It's um, just. Yeah, I've gone like nonchalantly, just rub my head. Well, I don't think this building wants us to leave by going backwards, so let's go forwards. Oh, oh, yeah, one more thing. Um, and so Thomas said that he left by just wanting to leave. Eh? Yeah, it didn't really make much sense to me, but um, he said when he when it was time to go, he just wanted to leave, and he left. Hmm. Well, shall we try it? I mean, I I haven't exactly been unwanting to leave this entire time so <laughs> I don't quite know how that how that works but I mean but, we can uh, definitely try yeah you, you do raise a good point because I want to get the fuck out of there do you want to go see see Thomas? no <laughs> no no uh, I don't no he didn't want to talk to us before so why is he going to want to talk to me now? I mean he's in the dungeon maze hotel with us if he said he'd give us a shout when he's leaving, so hopefully we can just, uh, you know, if we're in earshot, just follow him. Well, should we follow this music? I'm feeling, like, really forlorn right now. Just, like, what the hell do we do? Melancholic. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, let's, let's do it. I mean, 
I've never met a king before. <laughs> True. He laughs a little bit as he walks as they walk away. Cool. You turn. You get to the end of this this corridor to the T junction, and you follow the music down one or two more two more T junction. It gets louder and louder. Uh, you get to the end of one and you turn you turn left, um, and it's just the entrance, an open entrance, to a big ballroom. Um, but the scene inside is quite bizarre. And it's an entire ballroom uh, full of human-sized mannequins. Mannequin couples like sway and dance. And there's strings from each mannequin that go up, 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 up and extend right up into the darkness above. Mannequin waiters bring empty glasses. And there's a, there's a mannequin band on a stage. And they're playing all like fake instruments. Can you both roll sanity for me, please, seeing this strange scene? I feel like I want to roll sanity for myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, this is okay, apparently. 34 under 57. Adam? 3 under 60. Ooh. Oof. You're just standing at the um, the entrance to this, to this ballroom watching all these mannequins. They don't seem alive, because they have, they do have, like, strings, but they are, like... The, uh, the strings just go up into darkness. So you can't see the you can't see the ceiling. Huh. God. Look over at Nero. This is extremely unsettling. Are you fucking telling me? I thought that film was uh, about the mannequin coming to life was crazy, but fucking hell. <laughs> fucking hell. Fuck, fucking hell, lad. <laughs> um, is music coming from those those mannequins on the bandstand? Yes. Or is. Can you can you see anyone? Well, can you see anyone with a pulse? He's like looking around. No. Um, is this the direction that the um, people with um, shotguns came from? No. Okay. You went down a couple a couple of different corridors. Yeah. Um, Nero <laughs> takes out from his top pocket the um, the invitation and says and like, turns around with his back to the ballroom door, looking at Gonzo and says. With his arms like open, like, uh, and says, um, "Well, it wouldn't be proper without you getting your invitation out, shall we?" And turns back around and starts walking towards into the ballroom. I'll just uh, do the same. I'm not. I mean, I'm concerned, but I'm nowhere near as concerned as I should be. As Nero walks in, can he look up to see if he can see where the strings go to, whether it is just like an ethereal? goes to black and you can't see beyond almost like a, a hidden puppet master they just extend into the into blackness and you can't see you can't see anything um bear with me two seconds just want to look something up real quick i first imagined it like um home alone <laughs> with the um marionettes sticky bandits everywhere yeah a couple cut out of uh, michael jordan on a train <laughs> Kevin really is just the just all the worst of people, isn't he? Yeah, he's definitely like a bank robber, isn't he? <laughs> like when he grew up. As you're walking in further into the ballroom, you both see and hear. You hear like a cracking, like, and then you see from the center of the room. The floor start to cave in, and it extends out, and it's rushing towards you. Um, run, near run, 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 run. Oh, yeah, run, <laughs> run, run, run back run. to the door. Run, run. Yeah. Can run. you both roll a dexterity times five, please? Bastard. Eighty-seven over fifty. Oh. 58 under 80. Cool. Agent Gonzo, you're able to jump out of the way, out of the collapsing floor, and land kind of at the, at the entrance again. Agent Nero, the floor collapses out from underneath you. You just grab on to some of the, <gasps> some of the broken floorboards. Uh, help me, I'll, lad. I'll reach over and grab him as quickly as possible. Uh, cool. Strength uh, times five to pull him up. Oh, fuck can hell. I can I assist 
at all? <laughs> no, you're holding on for dear life. <laughs> oh god, 74 <laughs> over 50. Oh. Uh. Grab you grab one of his hands and you 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 try to lift him up. You're you're quite strong, you're quite wiry, aren't you? You grab him and you try to you try to lift Agent Nero up. Um, and it feels like you just about get him there and then your foot slips and you both tumble into the darkness. Mm. Oh, oh fuck. Uh, the Amazon man's at my door. One second, sorry. <laughs> Now's not the time, Amazon. The um, that was like the worst time ever for. What'd you get? Amazon delivery. Uh, I have a laptop charger at work, so I order another one, so I don't have to go to work. Wow! <laughs> wow! We, uh, yeah, laziness has has reached peak. Wow! You both tumble into darkness. Uh, And then suddenly, bam, you land. Both taking. My asshole. Both taking three points of damage. Ooh. On top of you already. From you trying to kick down a door earlier, Agent Nero had a. Yeah. Yeah, Agent Nero had a. um, Busted shoulder. Agent Gonzo fucked his leg up. Um, Or his foot. You, you, You open your eyes and you are in. A fantastically plush library. There's like hundreds of books on really tall shelves um, that run down the down the lengths of the walls. The room is full of um, full of tables and couches, and they the, the tables hold like empty empty crystal tumblers, the remains of cigars, cigarettes, empty bottles. It's almost like a party's just ended here. But lounging in a nearby chair is um, Vanessa Van Vitt's. She looks up at you. She's reading a book, Ooh. and she looks up at you as you fo- as you fall through the ceiling, and kind of glances at you. Um, and she goes, "Oh, hello, it's you too." Do you mean Michelle Van Fitz? What did I say? Vanessa. Yes, I mean Michelle. Okay. You really I'll tell you a little bit peek behind the kimono. I like... When I when I ran this in Canada, I forgot to change Michelle and Van- uh, Vanessa. I kept interchanging them um, without realising and then I <laughs> realised I had to create this whole story arc where she was two different people because I just completely fucked up the fucked up my notes <laughs> whoops incredible um, Michelle yeah she's, she says oh hello to you too uh, she looks maybe drunk maybe high she looks very merry so this is the woman who wouldn't speak to us because we were authority positions yeah she yeah. called us fucking pigs I believe yep yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's us too. I didn't expect to see you round here. Have a nice time. Of course, I'm reading in the library. Oh, what are you reading then? What am I reading? The history of the Russo-Germanic... <laughs> Let me start that again. Take two. I'm reading the history of the Russo-Germanic hegemony. Brilliant book. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, sounds like it. Well, I'll be honest, uh, Michelle. How the fuck do we get out of here? I'm just how gonna. Do you, how do you get out? Stand up, and just as she's, as he's saying that, I'm just gonna pull on your sort of your sleeve, like in the the note. There was a way from Michelle's apartment into into the night the night rooms. These places, so there must be a way back to our room from in here. Ah oh, yes, uh, I can't remember which one it is. Um, I'm just looking at the notes right now. To the night floors. That's it. Yeah, Michelle. Uh, how do you? Yeah, how, how do you? How did you get in? How did How did I get in? Hmm. I just um, I just came through the entrance. You want to leave? Oh, we've had such a lovely time tonight. You know, we could probably come back another night. You'll be coming back, will you? Well, we have this invitation to a ball. Oh, the invitation, huh? Who were you looking for up there, Abigail? What do you know about Abigail? Uh, she moved upstairs. She moved upstairs with that disgusting salesman. They live together on six now. Six? She's gone. She's gone. Have you seen Abigail since she's uh, left? No. Uh, do I you, told you. Uh, don't suppose she's moved upstairs. She's gone now. Uh, upstairs in the the hotel. No, upstairs in the McAllister building. Uh, how do you get to six? <laughs> you go up the stairs. Well, when we went up the stairs, we just got to a um a bar. Uh, did you meet that 
Disgusting idiot. Ah, yeah, the one who sells doorknobs. <laughs> yeah, what a moron. Anyway, you want to leave? Well, you've piqued our interest, isn't that right? Looking at um, Gonzo. Oh, I sort of just look around and be like, yes. I'm just going to check the cover of the book to see if it has the symbol on it. The one she's reading? Yes, please. No, it doesn't, no. I don't suppose you could take us to six, could you? No, I'm busy. You said you wanted to leave. Anyway, you, you, you won't be able to get from six to six from here. If you want to leave, it's through that way. She nods to a doorway. And, and which way to six, then? We appreciate that you're, you're enjoying your book and you might have a drink at hand, but if you could just point us in the direction of six, that would be appreciated. You won't find Abigail. Why won't we find her? <sighs> I'm bored of talking circles with you, piggies. There's nothing else. I, I, I get it. She's, she's gone. Is that what you're saying? She's just gone. We won't, we won't see her. Yeah? You, you won't see her, no. Okay, that's fine. If we're not going to find her, we're not going to find her. But do you know... Do you know who owns the McAllister? Like, you know... Who did all this? Oh, the, um... The superintendent? Yeah. Superintendent. Does... Does he have a name? Mm, I just know him as the superintendent. And, uh... Just finally... Or do you know where we might find him? What floor he'd be on? No, he's upstairs. Let me guess. He's on six. No. Five? <laughs> <laughs> Nero looks at Gonzo as if to say, like, and gives him a shake of the head to say, we're not going to get anything out of her. Not that, yeah, any more out of her, sorry. And I'll, uh, I'll gesture to the other side of the room and then just nod at, oh my god, Uncle Vanessa now. Not at Michelle, and just walk off. Which way are you going? Uh, just to the, just to the right, to the corner of the room. I'm just gonna just gesture, Jord to come join me. Sorry, Nero to come join me. Yeah, Nero comes over and okay. um, has his has his back to Michelle to sort of disguise what might, they might be saying. So, looks like uh, we've been given a trump card. I think maybe we should just. Just leave leave this place, and if we want to come back, we know how. Yeah, but did you did you hear her? She said, "Come, like she questioned coming back. Like we well, might not have a choice. Do you want to risk it?" But these people have been coming coming here more than once. I mean, when we saw Thomas, he was in in you know his 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 room, but now he's here. I suppose. Okay. We have one night, one night in um, well, in reality, re- you know, regain our thoughts and then come back tomorrow night. Yeah, maybe if we see this this Roark, we can uh, have more of a conversation with him about Abigail. He was a bit chatty. He might tell us how to get to six. Hmm. Okay, let's get out of here. I'm just gonna like rub my knee. I probably conked my knee when I landed. <laughs> Yeah, you're both in pretty bad shape. While we're sort of just talking, um, can I have a very cursory look at the books? And I'm talking the curse, the most cursory. Are they just books of ev- of every subject? Yeah. Cool. Sorry, Michelle. Was it was it this way to leave? Mm-hmm. And we uh, we we head towards the way that she points. Oink oink, little piggies. Shaq calls after you. Right, you fucking bitch, you fucking bitch. <laughs> You're nicked. Oh, good Please, Lord. brutality. <laughs> uh, you want to go out? You, you, you're going out the door? Yeah, well, we hope we hope it's the door, yeah. You open the door and walk out, and you immediately feel like you're back in the hallways of the McAllister building. The actual McAllister building. And which door do we... You come out of... The, you look around, it's Vanessa's apartment. Okay. And suddenly... So wait, wait, are we walking out of, like, her front door or into her apartment? No, out of her front door. Hmm. Oh, shit. You're right. Suddenly, the weight of everything that you've just gone through... Oh, no, you said it. ...lands on you. You've been feeling like everything's mostly normal. You get out and you suddenly realise just how strange and demented everything's been. And you take... 
Oh, Ed. No. You take 14 points of sanity damage. Oh, that puts me so far below my breaking point. Jordan, you take 16. 16? I thought I rolled so well. Just remember about projection onto bonds, which you can do, but that's only a d4. Um, but feel free to do that. You also take uh, eight points of willpower damage. Oof. You, you, you immediately feel massively exhausted, overwhelmed. Eight points of willpower. Fuck me. Yeah, but that's your that's your willpower underneath your hit points, so yeah. not not power or anything like that, right? Your your willpower points. Yeah. And obviously they they can be, um, you can get those back. So yeah, you come out and you both just feel immediately drained. You you both you look at each other wide eyed, and we'll pick it up there next time. Oh man, I'm so fucked. I'm so far under my breaking point. <laughs> Yeah, you escaped. I'm, I'm not looking so good. What's <laughs> well, oh. sanity points now? Let me back in. Let me back in. Let me back in. Um, I deferred three points. I rolled a d4. Um, so I am now at uh, 49. Okay, you also take an additional three points of willpower damage for projecting onto a bond. Um, and what bond are you projecting onto? Oh, you didn't say that. I'll refer to refer. I'd prefer not to do that if that's all right. I'll just take all the. Oh, okay, no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I didn't. I, I yeah. didn't realise. Yeah. So when you project onto a bond, you can't just do it willy nilly. Like you roll a d4 and you take that much willpower damage and you reduce a bond by that amount. You can do it every time you lose sanity damage if if you want to reduce your to reduce your sanity damage. But this is the thing about where you just where you just were, right? You don't lose any sanity while you're there. Yeah. It's nice, isn't it? So I was four. I was sixteen. Yeah. Savage. Yeah. Are you below breaking point? How many? Want? How many sanity points you wanted? Forty-four under forty-eight. Uh, you're both all right. You got loads. I'm on forty. You're gonna forty-four as well. But we passed our breaking point. Are oh, you past your breaking point? Mm. Yeah, both of us. Oh, both of you. Okay. That's fine. Scheiser. <laughs> Thank you for listening. For more information on Delta Green, visit delta-green.com. Music and sound effects provided by pixabay.com. Additional music very kindly provided by Cryo Chamber. Please check them out at cryochamber.bandcamp.com. <laughs>